appreciate it. Y'all give it up for Cole. He does this every week. Sheesh. Table fam, how are we feeling tonight? Let's go. Hey, if we have not had a chance to meet, my name is Isaac, and I'm the young adult pastor here at First Orlando and part of our leadership team here at the table. And y'all, this is our last night of camp nights. I know. This is our last night of camp nights. This is our last table of the summer. Uh, and also, this is our last message in our series. But here's my opening question for us tonight. Have you ever gone cliff jumping? Yes. yes? Okay. Right here. Yep, yep, yep. Anybody else cliff jumping? Okay, how high? Anybody? 40 feet? Higher? 50, 60? <laughs> 70, okay, okay. You're 70 feet in the front row. Good friend, Dougie Fresh. What's up, dude? <laughs> um, so uh, when I was, I had just graduated college and I was um, I, um, just, I was new to the Dallas area. I was living in Texas at the time. Um, and I was asked to chaperone this group of high schoolers that were going cliff jumping. So we got there out to the cliff jumping side and it's there and it's high. And the high schoolers were off like, woo, 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 just like jumping and having a great time. And the entire time they were like, hey, um, Isaac, come on, bro, it's your turn. It's your turn trying to go. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Like y'all kids have fun because I didn't want them. I didn't want them to know that I was absolutely terrified, um, but they wanted them to go and have a good time. But eventually they're like, Isaac, you have to go. So I'm like, okay. So I go and I'm there on the edge of the cliff. Um, and I finally, like they convince me and I jump and it feels like I'm forever in the air. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. I'm falling. This is probably a good time to let you know that I don't swim well. So I'm there, four Mississippi splash, I hit the water, and eventually I was like, I just need my head to come up out of the water, and eventually my head came up out of the water, and right off to the distance, there was like this kind of like flat rock area that was not too far away from kind of the landing spot. It was safe enough, so like it wasn't going to hit. So, we, so then I kind of make my way over and kind of like wade and boggy paddle my way over to like this rock um, kind of safe landing space. You can kind of rest for a little bit, but then you have to get back to shore. And back to shore was like a football field, two football fields, a million. It was just a really, really, really long uh, time away to try to get there. So again, remember, I don't swim well, but everyone else was just swimming and having a good time and like going and going across it. But for me, I'm like, man, but also suffer with overconfidence. And I'm like, I can make it. So, so I take off from the rock and I start swimming and swimming and swimming and swimming. And you know, whenever you have to like swim a long distance, you just kind of like put your head down and just kind of go at it. So I'm just swimming, 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 swimming. I look up, I had gone like 10 feet from the rock. I was very, I was very behind where I thought that I would be. I had put on all this energy. I put all this effort and I noticed myself much. I felt behind from where I thought I should be. And I'm wondering if for a lot of us here, for many of us here, like me kind of swimming, trying to make it back to shore, like when we're thinking about our lives, I know I have for sure in different, er different times in my life where I feel very behind where I think that I should be, right? You put in all this energy, you put in all this effort, right? You're paddling, you're paddling, you're just trying to make it through life. Uh, maybe uh, financially right now, where you're sitting right now, you just feel very behind where you thought that you would be at this stage of your life. Or maybe in relationships, you just feel like romantic relationships or even friendships. Maybe you're new to Orlando and you thought, man, I did not think making friends would be this hard. I thought I would have a lot more friends by, by this time now and you just feel behind where you thought you should be. Or maybe like you're in school and you're trying to figure out your degree or maybe you finished school and you're in your career and you got to your first job and then you got to your second job 
And then you got to your third job and you're like, when am I going to find like the, the job that I actually like that actually brings me a lot of joy, right? And you just keep kind of going and going. So I think for a lot of us here, we just feel behind uh, where we think that we should be. And whenever we feel this way, man, we feel what? What do you feel? Angry and frustrated? Yeah? yeah? You feel what? You feel anxious, like you don't know what to do? Depression, okay. Yeah, you feel, uh, some of us, or maybe it's this, maybe it's like you don't even feel anything because you kind of stopped feeling things. So you just kind of feel like meh. And you feel just like, honestly, you, like, as you think about your life, you're just like, I'm just really bored right now. And you don't really have an answer to this boredom that, that you're maybe feeling with where you are right now. So you're just going through life. You don't really have purpose. You're just kind of feeling meh. You don't really know uh, what to do next or what's going on. And ultimately, at the most extreme, we feel miserable. As we think about our lives and the different areas of our life, as we think about these different domains of our life, where we find ourselves right now when it comes to our, our job situation, when it comes to our relationships, when it comes to our finances, when it comes to career, just when it comes to home life, when it comes to wherever, all the different domains of our life, we just feel behind where we thought that we would be at this age of our life, whether you're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, maybe in your late 20s, wherever you find yourself, for the most part, we just feel very behind where we thought that we would be. And whenever we do this, we typically will do two things, right? One thing that we'll do is we will second guess and regret every decision that we've ever made in our entire life that has ever gotten us to this point, right? You're thinking, man, in eighth grade, my teacher divided us by blue shirts and green shirts, and I wore a blue shirt. I should have worn a green shirt that day because in the green shirt group, I got placed with these people and I could have made those connections. And we'll start just second guessing every decision that we've ever made in our entire life because we think that if we just would have made different decisions in the past, we would be in a different place right now. So we start feeling a lot of regret and a lot of shame for some of the decisions that we've made, right? Or for some of us, we think, man, if it's not like second guessing every decision, it's man, well, I don't like where I am right now. If I can just get, for me, if I can just get to the shore, then I'll be okay. If I can just get to the destination of where I'm trying to go, if I can just get that job, if I can just get that relationship, if I can just have this much money in the bank, man, if I can actually have a savings account, that would be amazing, right? If I can have a 401k, man, I am set. If I can just do those things, then I won't feel this misery, this blah, this purposelessness um, that I'm feeling right now. So we think that it's an arriving in this future destination is what's going to help solve the feeling um, that we're feeling, right? So the question is, so what do we do whenever we feel behind? That's what we're answering today. And whenever we feel behind, Jesus himself actually speaks to this. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in John chapter 15. John chapter 15, where Jesus is going to speak to how we navigate whenever we just feel behind and the feelings and the negative feelings and the emotions and the processing and the kind of numbing ourselves and all of that that goes with it. Several Bibles, John chapter 15, um, we read where Jesus says, abide, this is the key word of the entire message is this word right here, abide, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So abide, this is what Jesus is talking about, abide in me. So what does abiding mean? Really simply, it means this. Abiding means being with Jesus. It means being with Jesus. We're going to talk more about that in a second. And why? Why does Jesus want us to be with him? Why does Jesus want us to abide in him? We can look at verse 11 where he says this. These things I've spoken to you that my, what's this word here? What's the word? Joy, that my joy 
may be in you and that your joy may be full. So earlier in verse four, he talked about fruit. Fruit is not the destination of the things that we want. Fruit is not the job. Fruit is not the bank account. Fruit is not the relationship. Here's what fruit is. Fruit is deep down the thing that we long the most for, which um, is, you can say it in these two ways, joy and peace. Deep down in our life, the reason that we get so miserable when we feel behind is because ultimately we don't feel joy and we don't feel peace with where we are right now. So Jesus is offering us this joy and this peace. And here's what he's saying is the key to be able to experience this joy in him and this peace in him is abiding, right? But, that's, but we get so frustrated um, because we're not where we want to be, right? So we're tired of just working and working and working and feeling like we're not getting anywhere, right? It feels like we're not making any progress in life. I want you to imagine me like in this lake where I went cliff jumping, right? So I'm there, I'm in the water. I think I'm making progress and I'm, I'm splashing, I'm splashing, I'm pl- splashing. I'm not getting anywhere. So then what do I do? I'm like, okay, well, maybe if I'm getting really tired, like, okay, maybe if I flip on my back, then I can start going a little further. So I flip on my back and then I start just like flapping my arms and then I do that for a little while and then I realize I'm heading in the wrong direction. So now I have like all this wasted energy as well as there's waves, y'all. It's a lake. It's like an open body lake. Like waves are like crashing over me. I feel like I'm like drowning and I just feel like waves are crashing. I don't know where I'm going. I'm exhausted now at this point and I don't even know if I'm going to make it. I literally think I'm going to drown that day. And I'm wondering for some of us that that's exactly how we feel when it comes to where we find ourselves right now. The waves are crashing over our head. We don't know where we're going to make it. We're trying. There's a lot of busyness. There's a lot of activity and we don't ultimately know if we're going to make it and we just want to be rescued from where we are right now. We just want some help. So let's look at verse five where Jesus says this. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever, here's this word again, abides. Remember, abides means being with Jesus. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is it that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do, what's this word? Nothing. Whenever we are trying to do things on our own, whenever we're trying to move faster than Jesus, whenever we're trying to move apart from Jesus, whenever we don't even consider being with Jesus, these things that we're trying to accomplish in our life, we can't do it. We literally can't do it. And, but we try and we try and we try and we can't make our life happen the way that we want it to happen. And that's why we feel behind. And I think the best way to be able to summarize this idea is in our axiom for today. It's in our big idea for today, which is this. You're a human being, not a human doing. You're a human being, you're not a human doing. Let me say it one more time. You're a human being, you're not a human doing. Now, you're like, Isaac, I don't know what that means. It's clever, but I don't, I don't know what that actually means. Hey, well, let's, let's unpack this, right? A human being, this is being a son or a daughter of God. And knowing that right now, exactly where you're sitting right now, that you are lavishly loved by God right now in that moment. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk. I'm going to stop talking just for a few seconds to be silent. And I want you just to breathe in and breathe out. And breathe in and breathe out. You are a human being you didn't even, you literally breathe. And even if you held your breath during that time, it didn't matter because God loves you. You didn't do anything to earn it. You can't do anything to lose it. You can't perform your way to being a human being. You are a human being because that is your identity. 
You are a son and you are a daughter of God. And whatever you did out in the parking lot, whatever you did yesterday, whatever you did two weeks ago, whatever you were planning to do after the table tonight, whatever you're planning on doing, you can't, you can't mess up being a human being made in the image of God. And God loves you exactly where you are right now. That's what being a human being is. A human doing, because there is a doing aspect of our life though, right? So a human doing is this is your performance, this is your actions, this is your decisions, this is your roles, and this is your title. So these are the things that we do. And part of being human is doing things. But I think the best way to help understand this is this quote by a guy named Pete Scazzaro. He's a pastor up in New York. He says this. He says, part of who we are is what we do. Part of who we are is what we do. God is a worker and we are workers. But that's not the deepest truth about who we are. We are first all human beings. And then he says this, but when things get switched around and our role or our title or our performance or our decisions or our actions becomes the foundation of our identity, we are reduced to human doings. Back to our big idea. You're a human being, you're not a human doing. So now, so how do we know if we've been living as a human doing? I wanna give us four ways that we know if we've been living as a human doing to help just bring some awareness and to help free us and to rescue us from being a human being to fully embracing and accepting the invitation that Jesus gives us to be a human being and not have to live out a performance of being a human being. So here's the first one. You know you've been living as a human doing if... You feel like you're never doing enough. You feel like you're never doing enough. You feel like you're never enough. You feel like you're trying to perform for people, like that person that you want to like you just doesn't like you. And then you keep trying different things. You're like, maybe if I bring them cake, right? And then you keep trying these different things, right? I remember um, I was back when I was living in Dallas, um, I was going on dates with this girl and two dates, it was going really well. And we had the third date on the calendar. And I was so excited for this third day um, that was on the calendar, right? And then the day before she texts me and she says, hey, can I call you? Have you ever gotten that before? You know, you, like, you know what that is. Oh yeah. oh yeah, you're like, oh. And then you just like, put me out of my misery. Hi, she's like, hi, yeah, it's been great, but you know, I'm just not, not interested anymore. You know, so I just think it's wise for us not to go out tomorrow. And I'm like, Ugh. And I'm like, man, and she even had the decency to call me and not just ghost me. Ah, right? I'm like, she's a mate, right? So, uh, <laughs> and then I'm like replaying everything in my head just over, okay, what did I say? What did I not say? Like, what was I wearing? And even for you, right? Like, there's these people that you just want to impress and like you then can never, like your bosses, right? Like you're applying for jobs, you're interviewing for jobs and you get that rejection letter, the rejection email and you're like, ah, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. Man, I, if I just would have positioned myself differently and then we just never feel like we're doing enough to get to where we want to get to, right? And we're just replaying everything in our head. Or how about this? You know you've been living as a human doing if you have OCD, obsessive comparison disorder. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Man, for me, so I'm on, a, you know, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Instagram, like I have to like unfollow people and like, and not just like the obvious thirst traps that are like, okay, yeah, unfollow, I need to not do that. But like, I have to like, for me, I have to unfollow pastors. 
For me, I have to unfollow other young adult ministries. Why? Why do I have to do that? Because I notice myself within me, if I notice I, st- I start comparing myself or I start comparing things to other people, like that gets me into a really unhealthy place. And then I start um, acting out of like trying to perform to do for my identity instead of just being for my identity. And you notice the people that we compare ourselves to, it's never like the billionaire with a yacht. Like, yeah, we would like to be that person. We would like to have the house or have the lifestyle or go on vacations like that. We're like, yeah, maybe one day. Here's the people we compare ourselves to. It's our high school friends. Hey, where are they right now? Where am I right now? Am I further along than they? Are they further along than me? Uh Uh-oh, it's our college friends. Wait, okay, hold on. I graduated, they graduate. Okay, It's um, it's our coworkers. Okay, am I getting the promotion? Is she getting the promotion? Who's going to get this? Okay, can I like position myself? Okay, how am I doing? Okay, I think I'm doing okay. It's our siblings. It's the people that we feel like are for the most part are on the same stage of life in us. And then we'll start competing or comparing ourselves to them. Or maybe even like there's somebody like here at the table and you're like, you're kind of eyeing them. And then another person's eyeing them and you're like, start walking quickly and they start walking quickly. And then you start walking even faster and they start walking even faster right? to try to get to this person before they do to try to like, hi, and like post up and stuff. Why? Because then we'll start, we just start comparing ourselves. We have OCD, we have obsessive comparison disorder. And whenever we start, comparison is the thief of joy. And whenever we start comparing ourselves to other people, we're operating out of a human doing and not of a human being. And when we're operating out of a human doing, um, we're always going to feel like we we feel behind because there's always going to be somebody from our perspective that's further ahead than us. It's a really unhealthy way to live. How about this one? You know you've been living as a human doing if... You're bored. You're just bored. Life just kind of is the same. You've kind of been doing the same thing for a while. You've been in the same job for a while. You have the same friends for a while. You're just kind of doing the same thing and you just kind of feel in a rut. And this is kind of what I was mentioning earlier. You just kind of feel meh. You feel purposeless. You feel like, man, when's life going to get exciting? It's kind of like this. Um, have you guys ever like stood in a, a queue line like at one of the parks here in Orlando? Okay, so I'll take, I'll take Disney as an example. Have you guys ever stood in the line at Disney? Okay. Have you ever stood in the standby line and not the lightning lane line? Sorry, what is it called now? Uh, wait, it is lightning lane now. It's not fast. I said it right. Okay. So you're in the standby line. So then now imagine you're in the standby line, but you're in the standby line with people that you've been hanging out with all day. At the beginning of the day, like we got there at park open. At park open, it was really fun. But now it's like 5 p.m. and you've been with them all day and they're kind of annoying, but you have to like, but you decided you're going to do like four parks in one day and then you're just trying to like go out and you're trying to like ride everything. You're like, man, I said I was going to be there till park closed. Like, what do we have another like six hours? And you're there on the standby line. And then you notice some other friends that you didn't schedule with that like got um, Genie Plus or fast, old school fast passes. And they're just like, woo, it's like zipping by you. And then... Like 30 minutes later, you see them go again because they went twice. You're like, ah, you just feel so stuck. And I'm wondering if that's how some of us just feel about our life right now is we just feel stuck, we feel meh, we feel bored, right? Um, and whenever we notice ourselves being bored, it's, it's an opportunity to ask ourselves, have I been operating out of being a human doing and not a human being? And here's the last one. You know, we know we've been living as a human doing if... We practice toxic escapism. 
we practice toxic escapism. What do I mean by that? I mean, um, a few weeks ago, Dana Fricker, shout out Dana, did an incredible job and she preached the message around work and around rest and how rest is amazing. And the way that Dana defined rest was, she said, rest is whenever we pause from work to be replenished by Jesus. So there's really good rhythms in our life to pause and to rest and kind of stop what we're doing and to kind of pull ourselves away and to rest. Okay, toxic escapism is nothing like that. What toxic escapism is, it's not resting with Jesus, it's escaping the hardships and the trials and the pain of our life to go do something that's gonna make us like feel good and just escape, right? So by that, I mean, for some of us, it's acting out sexually with pornography or with another person. Why? Because we have this fantasy in our head. Real life is really hard. We have this fantasy in our head. So then we will just lean into living out this fantasy, whether it be pretending to be married to somebody else and acting out sexually, whether it be by yourself and pornography and acting out sexually in that way and just living this fantasy to be able to escape, just the, not deal with the, the problems that we have in our life. Um, for some of us, man, it's, it's just uh, uh, alcohol, it's drugs. Why? Because we're trying to numb the pain because we're trying to escape in a really toxic way whenever we're living as a human doing, right? For some of us, maybe it's not those things. Maybe it's just like doom scrolling, right? You're just on your phone. Just going, just swiping, 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 swiping. And then it'll tell you, hey, you've been swiping for a while. Do you want to take a break? And you're like, no. And you're swiping, swiping. Or maybe for some, it's just like rom-coms on Netflix. It's romance romance novels, Again, not rest, resting in a, in a healthy way. It's, resting, it's, it's taking a break or escaping in a really unhealthy way just to try to avoid and not deal with the problems um, that we have in our life. There's a healthy way we can rest, but, it, but the healthy way we can rest does not include destroying our soul, operating out of human doing and not out of human being. So again, um, our big idea for tonight is we are human beings, our acting for tonight, we're not human doings. So part of my story, uh, the reason uh, those four resonate with me, because you're not going to believe this, I've practiced all four. Hey, there's, there's, there's been seasons in my life where um, I, um, I've just been bored. I'm like, man, I'm just kind of bored right now. Okay, what, okay, there's been seasons in my life where I just feel like I'm never doing enough. There's been seasons in my life where I've escaped in really toxic ways. Right? There's been seasons in my life where I've just been comparing myself to other people and never feeling like I'm measuring up to them and always feeling like, like I'm less than and I'm trying to earn it and never just operating out of human doing and not out of human being. And here's another one for me too. Um, I often confuse myself with being because I would, um, I would operate out of this question. How can I impress people? How can I live my life in a way where people think that I'm impressive? So then I would just live my life in a way of trying to win people over, of trying to be entertaining, of trying to be smart. If, if my bosses were in the room, just being a really obedient, compliant employee and never shaking the boat, right? If for people that I'm leading, just trying to be impressive and smart and strong and a good decision maker and ah, right? And just faking it, not operating out of my true self, not leaning with my vulnerabilities, not leading with my insecurities, not just being honest with where I am, but just pretending this version that I, that I wasn't. And with that, it's, it, um, it's just caused a lot of performance and a lot of doing and no just being, right? And I had to remind myself, there's nobody to impress and there's nothing to prove. There's nobody to impress and there's nothing to prove. Why? Because whenever we're human beings, 
We can just be with Jesus. And whenever we're with Jesus, um, that's enough. So Jesus, Jesus rescues us from our, Jesus rescues us um, from our doing and invites us into just being with him. And as we're doing that, we will never feel behind. If you're with, think about this, y'all. If you are with Jesus, you're exactly where you need to be. If you're with Jesus, you will never feel behind. Because if you're with Jesus and abiding with Jesus in work and in rest, in your job, in your family, in relationships, as you're living your life as a human being, open-handed, Jesus, where do you want me to go? Jesus, I'm with you. Jesus, I want that. I don't know if that's what you want for me. Jesus, I'm letting you know you want that. Okay, no, you shut the door. Okay, you don't want that for me. Okay, I'm disappointed. That's okay. I trust you. I love you. You're faithful. I'm going to keep moving on this path forward. God, I'm going to trust you, and I'm just going to be with you as you're guiding me and as you're walking with me and as you're leading me, Jesus, you lead. I'm going to follow. I'm just going to be with you. And Jesus, man, even whenever I run away from you, right? Like I know you're here and then I'm actively like, okay, Jesus, I'm like not just drifting. I'm like sprinting away from you. I'm like actively going away because for whatever reason, I'm mad or upset. Jesus, what do you do? In his patience and in his kindness and in his mercy, Jesus comes to rescue us and invites us into being with him. So if you've been operating out of a human doing, that's okay, we all have. If we've been operating out of a human doing, here's an opportunity, here's an invitation, that Jesus invites us right now in this moment. It doesn't matter what we did, it doesn't matter what we were going to do, it doesn't matter how behind, it doesn't matter how miserable, how frustrated we feel right now with where we are in life. Jesus offers us this invitation just to be with him. And we can just receive this free invitation of just getting to be um, with Jesus. All right, so I'm gonna invite um, the, the keys and the bands to come up and here's how we're gonna finish tonight is, and I said this before, the secret is whenever you're with Jesus, you're never behind. You're right where you need to be. So here's a prayer for human beings, right? So how do we respond to this? Here is a prayer for human beings. It's this, it's Jesus I currently only know how to relate to you as a human doing. Please help me be with you and you with me in my work, in my rest, and with others so I can experience your joy and your peace. I'm gonna read this prayer one more time over you and you can take a picture of it as well or write it down. So that, man, if you've been operating, if we've been operating out of human doing and Jesus invites us to, be, to operate and live out of our true self, a human being, we can pray this prayer, which is this. Jesus, I currently only know how to relate to you as a human doing. Please help me be with you and you with me in my work, in my rest, and with others so I can experience your joy in your peace. And as you pray this prayer, you may be asking yourself, Isaac, okay, I still don't fully know what it means to be a human being. That's okay. Just ask Jesus. He'll show you. Right? Like, Isaac, I don't know what it means to be a human being like at work. I'm saying, it's okay. Just ask Jesus. Hey, Jesus, show me what it looks like to be a human being at work. Hey, Jesus, I don't know what it looks like to be a human being in my relationships. It's okay, just ask Jesus. Jesus, what does it look like to be a true human being in my relationships and not a human doing where I'm not having experienced misery, where I'm not having experienced boredom and bleh and purposelessness, where I can actually experience more joy and more life and more vibrancy than I've ever experienced before in my entire life. The invitation is there to be able to experience life 
and life abundantly in joy as we're being with Jesus. So what would it look like for us to experience more peace and joy than we ever thought possible? So where we don't need to start a new relationship in order to feel something. So where we don't need to get that new job or even move to a new city in order to feel what we wanna feel. Right now, exactly as we are, we can just start feeling this joy and this peace that Jesus is offering us. So I want to respond this way. I'll actually invite you just to close your eyes. And just think about your life right now. Think about where you are in life. Where you are with friendships, where you are with relationships. Where are you with your job? Where are you in school? Where are you in your career? Where are you in your finances? Notice I didn't say spiritual life because that's all your spiritual life. Where are you? And right now, I just invite you just to spend the, I'm gonna, I'll be quiet for a second, but I just invite you just for the next few seconds just to pray, Jesus, show me how to be a human being. Show me how to be with you. And right now, if you're feeling condemnation because you feel like you're not quiet timing enough or you're not praying enough or you're not reading your Bible enough or you're not having, uh, um, you feel incredibly inconsistent. There's no condemnation in Jesus Christ. There's no need to feel shame. There's no no need to feel guilt. Jesus invites you to be with him but he does so in such a loving invitation, not in a guilt-ridden, condemning way. Jesus, I just pray for all of us that as we're sitting here right now, um, God, being able to uh, just ask you, just humbly, God, just show us how we've been operating out of our human doing. God, and show us what it looks like to be a human being. where we can be with you and walk with you and experience the most joy and peace that we've ever experienced before in our life. God, in the name of Jesus, right now in these few minutes, the last two, three minutes, God, we have done nothing. We haven't done anything. We're just sitting here. And in our nothingness, God, that's where you come in and you show us our true selves of being a human being, not out of performance or duty for you, just in who you are and what you're rescuing us from. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.